love them or hate them, Michael Jackson was right when he said, they don't really care about us. Let's get into it. We've got some difficult days ahead. I just want to do God's will. I want you to know tonight that we as a people will get to the promised land. Shalom, 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 family, and welcome to another episode of Jacob C. Podcast, where the diaspora speaks. The whole purpose of this podcast is to get uplifting and uh, encouraging, thought-provoking content out to the African-American community who are part of the Dometic, or the, uh, um, the, the, the Summitic, excuse me, diaspora. Uh, listen, y'all, uh, if you haven't already, please subscribe to this podcast on whatever podcast uh, platform you're listening to this on. Um, you can also support us uh, by going to jacobseed.com and pressing uh, either one of those support buttons will help us, as well as going to our store and buying merch. Um, and the biggest support we can get y'all is you continue to listen to this podcast each and every week. We, can, we thank you, we thank you, we thank you for all the questions, all the love that is shared on social media, um, as well as the emails, phone calls, whatever it may be. We really, really thank you. And our aim is to really, really help our people. Um, and we're so excited and um, humbled when we're able to have those opportunities. Um, so let's get right into it. Let's get right into this. So um, my aim, my aim was uh, not to talk about coronavirus or the vaccine at all. All right. But as things transpire, things become more real it's more evident that our people, uh, definitely our people, need to be educated about what's going on around us. And that's the aim of this podcast. So uh, I don't expect this to be a long podcast. I'm going to get uh, direct and straight to the point. All right. So the vaccine. Are, first of all, are vaccines bad? Not all of them. No. So I am not a vaccine denier. I am just one who weighs the options and tries to understand what's practical and functional about a vaccine. So, for instance, the vaccine that killed off the Spanish flu. It was a good vaccine. Uh, we don't have any evidence or any history showing that it killed people or that it had any adverse effects on the population. Um, but we know, as far as this uh, government is concerned in this country, that if it did, uh, those records are either redacted uh, classified or destroyed so we wouldn't know so then we get into the era of the 1930s 40s 50s we're dealing with smallpox we're dealing with polio um, we're dealing with um, hay fever we're dealing with all these different things um, and they created vaccines for them cures so no one's walking around with polio that we know of uh, no one's walking around with smallpox that we know of um, those vaccines were successful um, it allowed people uh, who had those diseases to be cured, and it also allowed the future of this nation to be cured um, uh, indefinitely of those diseases. So were those vaccines good? Yes, we see the evidence of those. Now, other vaccines, the, the, your normal flu vaccine. Again, I'm not a vaccine denier. I'm just one who looks at all the evidence and tries to find the most practical and functional way how to approach a thing. 
So is it practical or functional for me, myself, Yermiyahu, to take a flu shot? For me, it's a no. Because when I was taking flu shots, number one, I kept getting sick. Since I stopped taking flu shots, I have not had the flu, nor have I been sick. And on a faith-based religious level, I don't know the exact ingredients that are in that vaccine. I don't know if there are animal particles, pork particles, fish particles, unclean particles that I'm putting inside of my body that I know the Most High told me to stay away from. So I choose not to take that flu vaccine. All right. Now, let's get to the coronavirus vaccine. Let's get straight into it. Right. They're telling us that there is a vaccine done by Pfizer and Moderna. Both of them have had clearance by the FDA emergency clearance to um, vaccinate the whole world, pretty much to vaccinate the whole world. We know that the United Kingdom has already begun vaccinating their citizens. Uh, they had their first vaccination of citizens about last week as this podcast has been recorded. And we know that the United States, um, as far as our first responders, they have been are, are getting vaccinated at the recording of this podcast, as well as those people in government. Um, just today, I saw uh, Joe Biden take a vaccine vaccine live. Uh, we also saw a doctor take a vaccine live, but that's, you know, uh, there's a lot of conspiracies around that doctor. But we saw uh, Joe Biden take it live. Uh, we've also seen adverse effects, right? So number one, uh, we've heard that people are having allergic, high allergic reactions to the vaccine. Um, there's also reports of Bell's palsy. So Bell's palsy is a... Um, is a syndrome where it makes your face droop, all right? Um, so that is an effect of the vaccine that we know so far, all right? Um, also, out of the United Kingdom, we have a report. I was reading the New York Times today that uh, the coronavirus has mutated into something completely different. So now the question becomes, if the coronavirus is mutating, is the current vaccine that is given, is it... Um, Will it be able to cure or to help uh, um, the mutation? For as far as the new mutation of coronavirus that is concerned, that is come, the report is coming out of the UK. So the Prime Minister of the United Kingdom, Boris Johnson, has uh, issued a total shutdown of the United Kingdom because now there is a mutated form of coronavirus going around the United Kingdom as well as South Africa. And it is uh, he is saying that it is sweeping faster than the original coronavirus strand. So now we have this mutated strand of coronavirus. Will the current vaccines administered by Moderna and Pfizer help with this brand new mutation? And if coronavirus continues to mutate, will we have to continue to take vaccines each and every year just like the flu shot? If that is the case, number one, I will not be taking it. Number two, again, I do not know the exact um, ingredients inside of this vaccine. Are there animal products that I don't need to be taken? Are there, um, as they have said and been reported, where there's conspiracy theory? Um, I don't know if it's been um, fact-checked or I don't know if this is real, but is it true that there are robotics or, or, or AI products that are inside of this vaccine? I don't know. So that's where I stand on the vaccine right now because I don't know much about it. All I know is there's, there's been a mutation. There, there has been adverse effects. And the number one reason why I'm doing this episode 
that makes me very suspicious, extremely suspicious of this vaccine is that they're trying to push it to melanated and poor people, specifically African-Americans. Their claim is that we need to hurry up and get it to the African-American community because we care so much about them. They are so at risk. They are, they are higher at risk um, for this, uh, for coronavirus than any other people in the whole United States of America. I'm trying to figure out how. Because poverty and miseducation and unhealthiness is not a menu to have higher disease, in my opinion. Because disease does not say, ooh, you uneducated. I'm about to tear your community up. Ooh, you're poor. I'm about to tear your community up. Ooh, y'all are unhealthy. I'm about to tear your community up. In that case, I mean, is that not all of America? Most Americans are very unhealthy. And we know that worldwide. Like, America is the most unhealthiest country out there. We are the fattest, and we don't have the best diet of any country. We're all unhealthy in this country for the most part. The majority of Americans are unhealthy. The majority of Americans are very much uneducated. They are moved by the very winds of our political systems, our conspiracy theories, uh, entertainment, uh, whatever it may be, uh, whatever is in their ear currently, whether they're getting it from Facebook, whether they're getting it from their favorite artists, whether they're getting it from their favorite politician, they just move and go with it um, like blind sheep because they are wildly, vastly uneducated. And most Americans are not in the top 1%. That's why it's the top 1%. There are a lot of Americans of different races and ethnicities and skin colors who are underneath the poverty line. So disease does not know how to trace poverty, uneducation, and bad health. That's the case. Everybody in this country is at high risk of coronavirus. All right? Unless, unless the stories or the conspiracies are true that they have in fact found a way to um, weaponize a vac- or weaponize a a um, a virus in which in a way that it it seeks out and attaches itself to people uh, that are melanated and have different uh, uh, health issues right so if your health issues is diabetes or uh, um, high blood pressure, high cholesterol, um, obesity. Um, what else is high in the African American community? Um, sickle cell anemia, whatever it may be. If that's true, then yes, we are at higher risk. That's comp- very far fetched. But at this point, um, I'm not. I'm not going to just believe anything. But I wouldn't be surprised if it was true. So I don't believe that that's true at the moment, but if it comes out to be true, I wouldn't be shocked whatsoever. So my question is, if all of this is true as far as America as a whole, being uneducated, being poor, being unhealthy, why is it that they're pushing so hard for the African-American community to get this shot? That makes me skeptical because every time this country has, uh, quote unquote, cared about African-Americans, it's every four years when we're voting for a president or it's when they're trying to push something um, experimental 
on the public to see. Let's let's use these black folks to see if this really going to be good for us or not. All right. Or they disguise their care when it's really war on us like the war on drugs. And we're going to sweep and get all the war and crime out of the black community. When in actuality, they put a lot of innocent people uh, in prison, destroyed a lot of families, uh, created policies that didn't allow fathers to stay into the homes and uh, got more people addicted to drugs than they actually help people get off of drugs. All right. So when it comes to us, our people, African-Americans and this government, I cannot believe that this government, given its track record, really cares that much about us to to allow us to be the first to take the vaccine. So listen, this is the president. This is the current president um, of Jamaica. Um, and he had a few things to say um, as it pertains to um, uh, the coronavirus and, and how we should move and how we should, um, how we should approach the whole thing. Um, let me play this for you. After making comments which could undermine public confidence in a COVID-19 vaccine, Mayor of Maypen, Winston Mirage, said it is safer that Jamaicans will get to see what happens to other people in other countries after they take the vaccine. He made the comment while addressing a function in Chubberton, Clarendon recently. We understand that there is a vaccine out, more than one vaccines around. But, you know, sometimes... When something new come out, you can't just run into it because you don't know what effects it might have on you. So we want the big countries, them like America and Canada and England. Go ahead and take the vaccine and let us see how it works for a little while before we rush into it. That's true? Yes. That's the safest thing to do. Yes. So after that now, I will say yes. Has courted control. <laughs> Uh, so forgive me, that's not the, the president or the prime minister of Jamaica. It's a, it's a mayor of Maypen. Um, and he said, man, listen, uh, let's see if this thing uh, is actually going to work before we just rush into something. Uh, because he understands, just like most of us understand, that um, this country, the United States, and this world has not been kind to melanated people. Nor have they had a lot of empathy or sympathy for melanated people. Okay, so now all of a sudden there is a world pandemic and the first drug that they throw at us, which they rush to create and they try to throw um, uh, uh, African-American scientists and doctors in front of us and say, hey, look, there was an African-American scientist who helped uh, create this drug. Hey, look, there is an African-American uh, doctor who's going to uh, uh, administer to the first person in the United States who happens to be an African-American nurse. Look, you guys see that they're, they're trying too hard. Like, like the, the try is way too hard. And tell me, tell me this, and I'll be done with it. Because I didn't, I didn't really want to talk about coronavirus or the vaccine. But I just want to get you guys to be thinking. Because one of the purposes of this podcast is to, is, is to have thought-provoking content. So before you just go out and run and get that vaccine, answer me this one question. Number one, why African Americans? And number two, when in the history of the world, has this country cared so much about the African-American community that they wanted us to be cured of anything? Remember the Tuskegee experiment with syphilis. Remember Henrietta Lacks. You don't know who she is. Look her up. 
When has this country, remember all the experiments they did on the skulls um, of our ancestors. Remember how they used to cut babies out of, of, of pregnant, uh, 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 those who were pregnant of our ancestors without any kind of, of painkillers just to see how they react and see what the baby, all these different experiments that this medical community in this country has done on us. And now we're supposed to trust them. Now they're surprised that, that we're skeptical. Uh, I don't understand. I don't understand how they don't understand why we're skeptical. I don't understand why they're surprised that we're skeptical. Even the, um, I had the article up on the New York Times. Uh, actually, it was in the Washington Post. The, uh, the one of the scientists who helped create the vaccine for Pfizer. And I wish I had that. Um, I wish I had that to, 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 to read to you guys. Uh, but anyway, even she said she understands that there are concerns in the African-American community of the untrust of the medical community. And it's very true. We don't trust the medical community for all different kinds of reasons. Um, now, some things go too far, like when, when we're really sick, like we, we should be going to the doctor, but because of our mistrust of the medical community, um, most of us don't. I think that's more of our, our older generation. And some people my age, you 35 and up, uh, you 30 and up, you just might not trust the medical community like that. It's kind of in our DNA. Again, I have a whole, a whole podcast talking about epigenetics and how different characteristics and traumas are passed down through the bloodlines through our DNA. And one of those things are the mistrust of the medical community because all the things that they have done to us or allow to happen to us without trying to help us. So all of a sudden now you want to be our, 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 our savior, our knight in shining armor. Like, nah, I don't buy that, homie. I don't buy that at all. But listen, I want all of y'all to be free thinkers. Don't take my word for it. Do all the research that you need to do for your household and for your family. And you make the choice whether or not you're going to take uh, this, this vaccine. One thing I do know, if they make it mandatory, it's going to be hard for us to get out of it. Um, but there's always a way. There's always a way. There's, a, there's always a loophole. Um, there's always a politician out there looking out for those who are anti-vaccine, which I am not. Uh, but I do um, attach myself to different legislation. Um, and I do sign different things uh, when it comes to vaccine. Like, I don't, I don't take the flu shot. And, and my job knows I don't take the flu shot. Um, they push the flu shot on my job, but I am one who does not take it because of religious re reasons. Um, and they, um, at, at this point, they acknowledge that. So I don't know if the same is going to be available for the coronavirus or not. Uh, we, knew, we do know that the state of New York, through Mayor Cuomo, tried to get rid of religious exemptions when it comes to vaccines. Um, he failed in doing that. So, we, so I think that will be a trend around the United States of America, uh, especially in the liberal um, states um, and maybe in some of the conservative states, too. I don't know. It probably depends on how bad this virus really gets. Um, it's already pretty bad. Uh, but if it gets any worse, uh, we'll see how these politicians sweat and these local politicians, especially, um, and we'll see what moves they make. But in, but but in the time being, y'all just uh, continue to stay pray for a uh, prayerful, um, continue to to um, hold on to the hope that we have in Yahshua HaMashiach um, through the father, Yahuwah, and uh, be vigilant um, Continue to read and continue to research and do all everything you need to do again for your household um, before you take this vaccine, if that's what you choose to do. And if you don't choose to do it, uh, don't let anybody look at you funny. Don't let anybody uh, change your mind. Um, so as always, y'all, um, keep it 98 plus two. Uh, seek the truth, live it out and inform others. Shalom. Shalom.